kind of just flex right now. <laughs> You're gonna do a bodybuilding pose. What's happening? <laughs> My cats are playing with some really loud toys. So oh, I'm like, she's leaving already. Why are you joking? Okay. So welcome to Panda Strong Podcast, people. We interview the world's top and to pro female strength athletes who compete and strength train for strength sports. And we want you to do that as well. Whether you're a dude or a chick, we want you to train and be just as awesome as, uh, well, you'll find out who's on the show today. But anyways, y'all know me. I'm your host, Nick Stephanie, fantastic the dancer. You can find my dance and fitness challenges and tutorials on YC and IG, TikTok, and YouTube by following and subscribing to my channel. And if you're not into twerking, don't look it up. I'm sorry, but there's lots of ass everywhere, ass. And then my panda floop shakes like a salt shaker as well. So if you're not mad enough to handle that, don't look it up. If you are, come shake that ass with me. Anyways, um, today's episode, we're going to be discussing a lot of really cool things, mainly about staying fit, obviously, in the Christmas time, the holidays. Um, Y'all know what happens. There's pie. So how do you stay fit over the holidays if you are a strength athlete? Okay, we talk macros, micros, all that scientific stuff. And our today is guest, today's guest today. You guys, I'm sick. I'm on drugs. Leave me alone. Can't you hear my voice? Pity me. I'm just kidding. It's Gabrielle. Now, how do you say your last name? I'm going to butcher it so bad. I'm not German. I'm, I am too Scottish for that shit. So in German, you would say Burkholzer, but Americans usually say Burkholzer. <laughs> All right. I would have been right. All right. Thank you. <laughs> so pretty awesome if you don't know her then i don't know where you live underneath the rock she is a staff <laughs> sergeant in the u.s military from austria isn't that like sound of music where the dude was from austria oh. <laughs> or am i yes it is <laughs> it absolutely is but i would like to be more known for arnold schwarzenegger or red bull or oh, Mozart. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> all that good stuff <laughs> Terminator. Um, you know what? I had such a crush on Arnold when I was a kid. Don't tell him that, but yeah. I want to make babies for some. How is so sexy? Um, and uh, yeah, she's actually in the military as a staff sergeant. She has earned over 10 Army Achievement Medals, which is amazing. Can't see all the trophies in the background. Um, and she has three Army, um, I can't say that word right now, commemoration. Help me out here. Medals. Right? That right? That's all right. It's, it's just a bunch of medals I've, I've received over the years for doing good being, stuff in the Army. For being awesome. She's actually on the Army Warrior Fitness team, and she was showing me her shield that people signed of awesomeness. And she has served as the only female strongman competitor from August 2019 till now. And she is currently America. America, 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 America's strongest woman in the middleweight division. I don't believe you're middleweight because you're way too fucking ripped. But I do believe it because you are that lean because she's shredded. Yeah, so she's held that title uh, since 2020, which is takes a lot of meatballs to get to there. Yeah, yeah, I received the title in 2020. Since then, we've actually competed again. And this year, I only took second place. So just want to put it out there, be politically correct. So I was 2020 America's Strongest Woman. I, I, I can, 
Don't be yelling at me, people. We've rectified the situation. We have clarified. Um, yeah, that's insane, though. But I don't even see the thing about strongman. Once again, I would say this is not powerlifting. Like, it's not something that you can scale. You're there's always going to be time when you're going to lose. It's pretty hard to be like hold consecutive to titles because there's so many diverse mm -hmm. events in strongman, and um, I don't think that speaks to the athlete's ability. I really don't. And also, a lot of people come in and in and out of the sport all the time too. So there's and, and the, like there's just like the events on the weights keep going up. You know, our weights on the event like there's just so much that goes into strongman. So the second is still pretty fucking amazing because you know what I mean? how many other athletes did you compete against recently to get that title? Um, so actually, it was a very, very small competition this time. There was only three of us in the middleweight division. I think it was uh, it was because it was very close to the uh, official strongman games. So yeah. that's why not a lot of people showed up. A lot of athletes but, went out there. But that doesn't take away from it, though, because, like, the thing is, is, like, you still, there's also the weight cutting, right? Like, just to be in a middleweight class is difficult. You know what I mean? Like, to stay in that class and be super strong and then still have the cardio aspect of strongmen. So yeah, middleweights to me are uh, some of the better prime uh, representatives of what to me being strong is in strongmen, you know what I mean? But that's just my opinion. So going back to the army, what led you to join the army? Did you watch some army movies? Like, no, not at all, Marshall? actually. <laughs> And then she's like, fuck you. Or is that what she says? When she's covered in dirt? I don't know. No. So when I came to the States in 2007, I received so many different opportunities to do so many different jobs, get in so many different careers. And honestly, I was just so thankful for the warm welcome I received when I came over here that I wanted to give back in some way. And at that point, I was going to Kennesaw State University in Georgia. And I met a recruiter in the hallway, an army recruiter, and he said, hey, what are you doing here? And I told him, I was like, hey, I'm a foreigner, I'm taking classes here, working on the side full time, you know, just making my way through life. And he said, you know what kind of opportunities we have in the army, and you could also be giving back to the community by joining. And that's where he got me. And I said, you know what, let's, let's check it out. And after a couple of months, I shipped up for basic training. That is crazy. Um, my phone is like telling me things about Zoom. Why are you telling me about yourself? Okay, Zoom. I'm listening to Gabriel. Okay. Um, so anyways, uh, that's pretty crazy that that's how you got into the sport, though. Our sport, like into the military. That some recruiter was like, hey, you want to be awesome? Come join us. <laughs> Come to the dark side. Um, but like, so so that wasn't in like your uh like life goals that wasn't like on your general peripheral right like you weren't uh you know what's the word um not preconceived right but it wasn't part of your goals but it just kind of naturally came your way and it's funny because so many people are uh scared of taking on a challenge at that level you know what i mean so that's pretty amazing that you i feel like my entire life has been just little challenges after another i mean i came to the united states by myself you know as an 18 year old what? with like one piece of luggage and yeah i was an exchange student uh for two years and that was i mean it was a big step coming from such a small country in a small town of you have know, like three thousand people to what? you know cross over the pond to the united states that was that was crazy now looking back 
but it definitely changed my life in a very positive way. Did you run away from home? Like what made you go, what made you come to the America, America? <laughs> <laughs> no, so I actually just wanted to improve my, my language proficiency. Uh, I wanted to be an English teacher back in Austria. So I said, you know what, what's the easiest way to become proficient is just endouse yourself in, in, in a country that only speaks English. So came over here and uh, I came through a program and after a year decided to stay another year. And then I just decided, I was like, I love this country. I want to stay here. Uh, I want to be part of this. So that's why I'm still here after 14 years. That's a long time. That's amazing. I got, I had a really good question. And then your cat ran past you and it's super distracting. <laughs> your cat was like, oh shit, oh shit. I don't want to be on camera. And my AD brain, ADD brain was like, squirrel. And then it's like, brain <laughs> thought, gone. <laughs> um, uh, like, so when, when you like join the army, right? Like, mm -hmm. what are some things that um, like you, I know you've told me about all your accomplishments. But what are some things that you've learned while serving, um, you know, in the military that led you to your accomplishments, like some mental training, something, some key things that changed your character? Uh, I mean, the Army itself teaches you a lot of discipline, which I think the dis discipline for, for any part of your life is, is vital, right? Especially for training. If you're not disciplined, uh, then you're not gonna make it. I mean, you're not gonna make it. You're still gonna get stronger and fitter, but you're not gonna make it to a professional level, in my opinion. No, that is fully true. I cannot deny that. I mean, especially now where the sport has grown as much as it has, and uh, like the weights are so high for heavyweights. I mean, like you look at Rihanna Lovelace, right? Like she's super tiny, but she can lift a hell of a lot more than your cat again. He's like, oh. Oh, it's okay. She's not that scared. Um, I just see his smile. I don't see his face. He ain't got no face. Um, but like, you know, she's a hell of a lot heavier than a lot of, or stronger than a lot of the heavier weights. And so, yeah, the expectation keeps going up and up and up. And mm -hmm. um, I think that that's why most athletes fail. Just like that one thing of consistency. Like I know that's something that I struggle with because being a mom with like kids in the pot is very difficult, but you know, the athletes who do put in that time and that discipline, irregardless of their genetics, right, uh, or how much supplements or creatine or whatever else they're doing, they usually excel pretty fast and in a way that most people can't understand. And they're like, how did you accomplish that in a year? And it's like that keyword, consistent, keywords, uh, key, you know, discipline and consistency, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's what, that's what like made me want to join the army. Like I didn't, but I couldn't pass the medical. Um, but, and that's not because of my weight. I was really skinny. Uh, damn eyeballs blind <laughs> you know, fucking eyes broke me down and then my disability my hips and my knees they're like yeah mm. we'll pass and I'm like but please please anyways that's what really what, what made me want to join was that and then just being around other powerful people that are doing amazing shit so um when you started your strength journey like tell us more about that and how you built your foundational strength in terms of how long it took, etc. Right? Because you've been in the military for quite a long time. So, how long did it take you to get? Like you were talking about earlier, like techniques, and now you're working on your techniques. But there is a certain period of time to build that foundational strength to get to that pro level, right? So, how long did you think it took? And and like, what was that journey like? 
you know, what type of training to do nutrition, like get specific. Okay. So um, when I joined the army in 2013, that's when I focused more on becoming stronger. So I started going to the gym regularly, five, six days a week. Um, and eventually somebody approached me and said, Hey, you have an amazing physique. You should be bodybuilding. And so that was my first goal uh, for about two years. I trained regularly. I followed a program. I watched my diet more, my water intake, my supplements. And once I got closer to my first show, uh, my coach said something that literally it made a light bulb go off in my head. He said, hey, the judges don't care how much you can lift on stage. They only care about what you look like. But in my head, I was like, I care. I want to be able to lift. I want to be able to lift more than the guys in my gym. I don't really care what I look like. So after the first competition, I kind of changed gears. And at that point, I was stationed out in Hawaii. This was about three years ago. And I saw this guy in my gym all the time. And he was lifting probably the heaviest I've ever seen. And eventually, I found him on Instagram, stalked him a little bit. And I reached out to him. I said, hey, do you mind if I jump in on your workouts? Because... I see you lifting much more than anybody else that I know. And he said, absolutely. So joined him in his workouts. And eventually he said, hey, on the weekends, I meet with this group of people. And it's a little crazy, but we lift really weird objects and we either carry them or we push them overhead. Do you want to come join us? And at first I was a a little worried because it sounded a little crazy. And then I ended up going and it was the Lift House 808 group out in Hawaii, in um, Honolulu, Hawaii. And they were doing strongman. They were kind of my, like my first interaction I had with any of the equipment and made me absolutely fall, fall in love with the sport. And not just because of the equipment, but because of the people. They were such a positive environment. I've never been encouraged so much in my life to lift some crazy heavy ass object, objects. And from then on, it just, it was a very short joint journey to the army reaching out to me saying, hey, we have this fitness team. Do you want to come join us and compete professionally for a strongman? And that was kind of a dream come true because who else can say that they're getting paid full time and sponsored for all the competitions to just lift heavy weights. I mean, there's maybe a handful of the, the world's strongest men out there who get to do that. But that's how it started. I competed at my first competition, War on the Shore, in 2019 in San Diego, California. Uh, qualified for nationals, went to nationals, placed in the top three, got my pro card, <laughs> went on to compete immediately in America's Strongest Woman, won that. A couple months later, got to uh, set a world record for the um, Mauser Block overhead press. And since then, I've just been competing left and right every other month. Uh, set another world record a couple of weeks ago for the Mammoth Bar deadlift in Texas. And what? now I'm prepping for the Pro Arnold. So it happened all, looking back now in a very, very short period of time. But like, like you asked earlier, how did you get your base strength? Honestly, it was all bodybuilding. You know, um, bodybuilding, yeah. I think, yeah. focuses not just on your major muscle groups, but also on, on all your stabilizer muscles, which in hindsight yeah. now has made me, I think, so successful in strongman because I'm overall strong, not just with my main yeah. lift. It's funny because um, that's exactly when I first started training. I spent like two, three years bodybuilding and I was really skinny right before I started doing the strongman specific 
heavy weights. Like I actually put on, I think 50, 60 pounds of muscle. So you can see the pictures of in within that year, the, the, the difference, but that's what I did. And that's what I've been doing again. Now that I just had a baby, I'm, you know, bodybuilding. So it's like leaning mm-hmm. out, tightening up, fixing all the stability issues in my pelvic floor, not pushing heavy weights, not because people always ask me like, how much is on the bar. And I'm like, I'm not care- caring about that right now. I'm just caring about having like a proper, um, healthy, you know, uh, compound strength and everything, no weaknesses. And then when I feel satisfied that everything is solid, then I'll start, you know, really pushing, you know, weight on. Um, and that's that, you know, and just keeping the protein up. But definitely, like you said, that's, that's the core foundation that people need to just like, I always say this in all the shows. I'm like, you know what, you can be a pro at any time. So just fucking mm-hmm. don't skip out on that. Just train. To me, it's better to take longer to train um than it is to to just skip over those things and then we you know get into injuries but been there done that um what was i going to say about um your journey so anyways so you you learned strongman from hawaiian is that was i listening yeah. correctly is that why you got like those tattoos that was like the initiation they're like okay you can yes. come to them, but you're gonna have to get all chatty to do that <laughs> no 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 <laughs> this is just uh to remind myself of where, where I came from, where I started with Strongman. I also oh, have a wow. tattoo from uh, the Austrian emblem on my leg. I mean, my tattoos all have me- meanings in a sense that always remind yourself where you came from and be thankful that you have had the opportunity to experience something like this. Yeah, yeah. So every, day, every day I look down, I, I remember my, my Hawaiian family. You know, you don't, yeah, that's, that's so beautiful. It's just, they're like, you're, you're super German. You should probably get tattooed to blend in with us. <laughs> you know, that's, that's my bad joke for the day. Listen, don't ask oh. me to call a joke on Sunday morning, people. It's not going to happen. Um, <laughs> not going to happen. Okay. I'm only cute between, you know, 6 PM and, but uh, anyways, like that's a really beautiful story. And I think that's really unique. And I think like obviously at every step of the way, because you kept showing up for yourself, you believed in yourself, you you trained for a high expectation of yourself. You weren't like, like you said, oh, not, not just in bodybuilding, but you were like, no, I wanna, I wanna be more about strength. So because you never set the bar low and you always set it high and you kept training, the right people came along in your life at all those key times mm-hmm. and led you to where you are today. And so, you know, a lot of times I find people like, there's no one here who gives a shit about me and no one's helping me. And they just expect like, an, like they'll wake up in the morning, I'll be an army of humans outside their door. I'm like, dude, you're not a celebrity, okay? Because only celebrities have that and they pay a shit ton of money for that, okay? So like only JLo, okay? Beyonce got it. But if you show the fuck up, then as time goes by, those people come around, right? Like I just brought an athlete to sponsor and she was going to quit. And I'm not going to disclose the reason she's going to quit. And she is the hope for her community. She's indigenous, right? And she's the only strongman athlete. She has to drive super far to a gym to be able to train. And she had to train herself and only has a virtual coach. And, you know, she's going for pro and she just got her car. And like, she was going to give up on herself because it's just hard. It's hard to not necessarily get the credit right away. And I said, listen, dude, I'm going to invest in you because I know you're going to get there because just like you, I'm like, she's showing up. And she's consistent and she's disciplined and she's training. So it's like, it's just a matter of time. You know what I mean? Expect more sponsors. It's going to come. Just keep training. And I think that's what it is. It's like, just don't give up on yourself. You know, don't quit because it didn't happen in one day. Like, I'm curious about the timelines and time frames. Like, I know you sent it to me, but just for our viewers, like, 
how long did it take for you to build that compound strength and get to like the pro level, right? Because I feel like people always want that to happen in like two, three years. Like they're like, you know? It, it doesn't, it absolutely doesn't. Uh, I mean, I was training seriously five to six days a week, two to three hours every night and was watching my diet. And it took me, I want to say, altogether about six years. Not, yeah. not doing strongman, just six years of, of seriously lifting, right? Mm-hmm. Strongman came later in my life, as, as I told you. Um, yeah. and, and what helped me was because I was already so strong, my technique was still lacking, but my strength is what helped me get my, my pro card and get to a professional yeah. level. And that's what I've been working on for the past two years is just catching up on technique work. So I was laughing. I keep laughing because your cat is like made so many show appearances. And your cat reminds me of like when you watch a new show and somebody mm-hmm. accidentally walks into the screen and they're like, <laughs> and they try to like run away and they can't get out of the view. <laughs> That's what your cat's doing. So what are some things that you do in your training and nutrition that has consistently helped you build strength fast? Ooh, okay. Like, you know, we're for sure solid, will work, will, you'll see progress. You will see progress. Um, I mean, like you said, the keywords, consistency and discipline, discipline, but overall my training cycles, um, I have a building block uh, when I have some off time, like right now, uh, mm-hmm. where I do focus more on technique work, uh, but I still keep strength in mind. So I still, on a regular basis, do my compound movements and accessories. And then I have one day a week where I focus just on strongman events. And those events switch every week right now until I find out what is going to be in my next competition. Uh, But I think one big thing is find yourself somebody who is stronger than you, who you are constantly trying to catch up to, because that's what's going to keep you focused. So currently I have a training partner at my local gym here in Louisville. And I feel like because I outlift him in some things, it motivate him, motivates him to try and push harder during the lifts itself. So find yourself somebody who is stronger, who you can actually uh, try to catch up to. Sure. Yeah, exactly. Like I agree a hundred percent. Like you have to have someone at a higher level than you and that takes humility, right? So if you're going to ego lift and always think you know it all, then you never get anywhere because there's nobody who's achieved great things in life by themselves. Like mm-hmm. you showed up, but there's always mentors and, and uh, heroes and idols and people that have helped them get where they need to get. So on that topic, actually, um, join our Facebook groups. We have two, Team Panda Strong for access to our weekly fitness food recipes and dance and fitness challenges for beginners to intermediate athletes. You can also join our Strong Women of Canada group if you're Canadian and you are a woman, um, no men allowed. <laughs> Relax, everyone. Okay, there's lots of men for groups for men. Um, yeah, and then jo- yeah, so check out Team Pat is Strong. Um, our elite athletes, strength coaches, and personal trainers who've been on our show before, they're on that group. All you have to do is ask them questions. And like I said, we have an ask the expert, ask, ask the ask, ask the expert. I'm on drugs. <laughs> ask the, there's too much ask and ask are too similar okay you can't just add a k and expect people to be able to say it um yeah check out ask the s i can't say it here's the picture check it out sign up today anyways <laughs> so, um so like what got you to join the army sports team i know you talked about like you know being approached but you could have been like you know i'm good 
I don't know. Like, I mean, obviously, um, that was a trailblazing chess move, right? So doing that, um, tell us about what it all includes. And like, uh, I know that you said that you like train and compete and you're sponsored. But besides that, like, do you do any speaking events? Do you get to train other women? Like, what's your level? Because I know your staff starts. I was just curious about, like, the, the details of it. Okay, so um, besides training and competing, uh, we, we're still soldiers at the end of the day. So we still have our regular job, in a sense, in, in the Army. Um, so at, at local events, when I compete, I usually stay an extra couple of days. And I then get the opportunity with local recruiters to go to local high schools and get to go okay. into classes and actually talk to the students, not just about the army, but uh, also about the strength sport. I get to actually spread the word about strongmen because when you go in a classroom and you ask what a strongman, it's, I mean, it's crickets. Those kids have usually no idea. Onesies and twosies will be like, well, I know Eddie Hall, or I know Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold Schwarzenegger doesn't do strongman, but he is a very strong individual. Uh, but Eddie Hall is usually the, the only one they know. And so I bring up, I'm like, but have you seen the Geico commercial? The big guy in that, in that Geico commercial, that was one of the world's strongest men, Martin Plessis, right? Um, so I, I get to not only spread the word about the army, but also about strongman, which makes me extremely happy because there is usually one or two girls who are like, I want to do this. I want to yeah. go lift weights. And, you know, looking back now, I am sure that one or two of those girls were then inspired to actually start lifting. And yeah, that's yeah. all that counts for me. Even if I have to go yeah. to a million schools, if I can motivate one girl to then yeah. go and lift weights, my mission is accomplished. Um, I like sending pictures to people of how fit kids were in the 1800s and like, there's like this play structure that's literally just pipes and it's like super high in the sky, like two or three stories high up. And these, these kids were just like standing on it, like on the pole by themselves, right? There's no harnesses or nothing. And mm -hmm. I feel like, you know, kids are bubble packed now in terms of like getting injured, right? Like mm -hmm. people are so afraid for kids to get injured. And it's like, just let them compete. Just let them be crazy, wild, physically fit children, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and I think that like, you know, when I was in high school, there wasn't that influence, right? It was like, you're a girl, you're not supposed to do football, you're not supposed to do all that stuff. Um, and I'm not even that old, but that where I live, you know, I'm a small town kid too. Um, that was the, you know, women get married, they make babies and they cook and mm -hmm. they are teachers and they're in caregiving professions. They're not in business, they're not in trades mm -hmm. and they sure as shit don't, don't join the army. They don't become cops and they don't do anything that's, you know, male dominated, right? So mm -hmm. I think, you know, yeah, like you said, having that impact on some girls and seeing them lifting is huge because I feel like it's much healthier for a girl to want to lift weights and pursue health and fitness that way instead of trying to be some anorexic magazine cover, you know? Um, I talk about that a lot in the show. So have you had any girls come up to you or talk to you and you know of who've been like, hey, can I train? Or, or like, I want to join the army and become like you one day. Have you had any kind of talks like that? I've had multiple girls say, yes, I want to join the army because they didn't realize how many opportunities there are. I mean, yeah. how many people know that we have a fitness team in the army? Not, not a lot. <laughs> it's, it's usually when, when I give the speech, they're like, well, so you're in the army and you do this or you, you're civilian and you do this? And I'm like, no, I'm in the army. This is my full-time yeah. job. And uh, for the girls, usually what I hear is, is all those, those little myths. 
well, you can't have a family if you join the army or, yeah, or yeah. you can only do certain jobs or I'm not strong enough. Yeah. And I, I tried to, to bust all those myths because it, it just, it almost makes me mad that we're in the 21st century and yeah. they're, still, they're still being almost pushed into the mindset that you're a girl, you can only do certain things. So yeah. I'm, I'm trying to push those boundaries. I'm that, trying to defy society and, and put the word out there that, just because we're female doesn't mean we can't do certain things. Yeah. We're equal to men. We, we can do the same things. We, I mean, like I said, my goal was to lift more weights than the guys in my gym. Yeah. And most of the time I've accomplished that. Yeah, me too. And that's like, like not, not in a, like a heavy lifting gym. In the commercial gym, fuck yeah, bring it on, bitch. Yeah. But um, <laughs> no, <laughs> let's go. I like how their only comeback is your fat. I'm like, I just lifted more than you. And all you can say is that I'm fat. Well, I still lifted more than you. I'm really, I don't see how that's relevant, bitch. I'm not talking <laughs> to you. <laughs> ah, and that's bitch. another thing I, I love about strongman is yeah. it doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter what you yep. look like, what shape you are, who you are as a person. <laughs> Anybody's welcome to join us. Hey, cat. I'm not paying another you for cat. a show. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't invited, okay? <laughs> want to get up in this this goodness you can but i'm painting i'm just kidding um so uh what are like i know we talked about the physical fitness aspect but like what are some specific things that you do um to maintain your health and fitness uh like i said on a consistent level like in, in terms of specific training like what workouts do you uh, do and then after that like nutrition things like obviously you do your protein but meal prep and all that stuff, but what are specific things that you eat and specific workouts that you do in the gym? Okay. And that's three hours. So I train five days a week and have two active rest days. Um, so the five days usually consist of four days of a main lift and then accessories. And then the fifth day is going to be my strongman event day. And when I say main lift, it's usually, you know, bench, squat, deadlift, stuff like that, overhead press. And then I do accessory work for the same muscle group that day. My workouts take about two and a half to three hours because I do try to warm up my muscles before I get started and then do some kind of cool down exercise. Um, my active rest days, usually I just try to keep my body moving, blood flow. So that could be going for a hike, going for a walk, cleaning the house because I still got to do that. Not that famous yet. Um, <laughs> And then my strongman events, that's usually, it's a longer day. It's usually about four to five hours. I take about an hour for each event to make sure I warm up properly, get through the workout, you know, do my warm up weights until to my actually working set, do whatever is prescribed to me that day because I still have coaches right now. And yeah, so nutrition. Nutrition is a big one when it comes to trying to be disciplined and getting to a pro level. And I yeah. think that's overlooked a lot of times. Um, I myself noticed that when I didn't get all my meals in, my training isn't as great. I'm not hitting the weights I'm supposed to be hitting. So right now, um, I do my own nutrition. I eat five to six times a day, depending on the workout that I'm planning on doing. On my active rest days, I only have my five, five meals and they're usually less dense, less carbs, less protein, because I don't need any of that, uh, that day. So yeah. During the week for a regular lifting day, I would get up. I would have a protein shake, usually one scoop, 
take my supplements, multivitamins, omega-3, vitamin D, etc. And then I would have my breakfast, which is usually is three eggs, some egg whites, and then oatmeal. And I know oatmeal sounds pretty boring, so I spice it up. Every once in a while, I allow myself um, either peanut butter or I'll throw in some cinnamon and some splendor to give it a little bit of flavor. And then my meals throughout the day, it's pretty simple. I have my basic protein, carbs, and my vegetables. So what I do for proteins is usually um, chicken, ground beef, the 97% one, um, steak, very lean steak, so usually London broil. And then at nighttime, I'll have a little bit more fat in it. So I usually do chuck roast, and that's six ounces. And then for my carbs, it's either potatoes, sweet potatoes, or jasmine rice, that's five ounces. And then I have four ounces of vegetables. So spinach, broccoli, anything that's green, nothing, nothing with actual colors or no tomatoes or bell peppers or anything like that, anything that's green. And those are the rest of my five meals for the day. Okay. And... I have questions. I okay. Questions. I live my life on jingle bell peppers. I love the shit out of them. <laughs> I would die. Not saying don't eat them, right? You can have them as a snack. But when I, when I eat, you know, four ounces of something, I usually focus on my greens. That's where I get my micronutrients from my greens and for the day. I know a lot of people do that green powder stuff. I can't do it. It tastes horrible. I just can't. So I got I to gotta focus on my vegetables when I do get them. Okay. So do you eat your vegetables steamed with some butter? Do you fry them? No, I'm just kidding. Um, do you do salads? What do you do? What's your greens? My greens is broccoli, asparagus. Um, no, that's it, actually. Those <laughs> Sometimes I'll do green beans every once in a while. If I need a little bit of extra carbs, I'll throw in uh, sweet peas. But I keep it pretty basic. And I think that stems from my bodybuilding days. I'm just so used to um, telling my brain, hey, this is nutrients. This is not for taste. This is what your body needs. And it's, it's become just a routine. So I think that's the problem is like too many people, sorry, too many people get way too caught up in trying to um, be fucking Instagram creative all the time with the recipe, especially the whole keto thing. That's like, dude, it's not maintainable, especially if you have kids, like you're going to, it's too much work. It's too complex. Keep it fucking mm -hmm. simple. So you're going to say something. I didn't mean to interrupt you there. Um, do you cook it by like uh like baking, do you use an air fryer? Like I said, do you steam things on the stove? Like, tell me about the cooking process. Actually, all of that, exactly what you just said. Uh, oh. I got my air fryer. Uh, I bake most of my meats in the oven. So I usually take Sunday as my, my meal prep day, and then I'll just eat throughout the week. So cook a bunch of food, put it in the fridge, and then spread it out throughout the week. But I air fry most of my chicken and the rest, my, my steak and my uh, goes in the oven then my ground beef goes on the stove and yeah all my, my veggies I usually steam them yes I got an air fryer for my birthday early present for my husband and mm -hmm. I was like looking up recipes I was like Ugh. I like the fact that it'll take uh less time but it's mm -hmm. problematic for meal prepping because I do like a shit ton of cooking like four mm -hmm. days worth of food all at once so that'll be interesting because it's not a super big one so we shall see but I was like Oh, less fat. Because for me personally, like keto makes me fat. It is nothing for me. I need to be on a carnivore diet, like basically paleo. That's where I get mm -hmm. the strength gains. I will be leaner if I put more nutrients in there, like more greens. Um, but however, 
that does affect my protein intake because it's like there's no way because I'm 300 pounds like macro calculators are like yeah you gotta eat like 600 grams of protein a day and I'm like I would die okay like it's hard <laughs> for me like shakes and bars to get 350 in oh. so I was like that's a lot of protein and my stomach is not that big so you know it's like if I can cut out the fat and all that shit but then you know I don't ever get stomach aches from too much protein and fat is tasty mm. So for me, like I'm curious to you, are you more lenient, like for energy, like first what you learn in the military, then for strongman training, are you more, uh, are you more pro adding fat to your diet as an energy source or uh, carb? Because like different athletes desire different things from their diets, but if you're not going for physique and a strongman, right, it's just for the purpose of building strength and energy. Like I'm personally a huge fan of the carnivore diet for people. I think the health benefits, I think my opinion is everybody should be on it. But obviously, you need to have carbs in your life. So what's your thoughts on that? I'm curious. Because like you said, the military is very strict in the diet. But I'm sure as an athlete, you've experimented with different things over the years, right? I have. So I've tried the, adding the fats, usually through uh, almonds and, and avocados to my diet. But I've found that actually carbs work better for me, especially if I have a, a heavier lift coming up. Let's say it's my deadlift day and I'm going for a max. Carbs work so much better for me, especially slow absorbing, absorbing carbs like oatmeal or, or jasmine rice or potatoes, <laughs> just because I felt like I didn't have to crash at the end of the workout. Um, also, I would every once in a while throw in some applesauce. And it may sound crazy because I'm sitting there with my little pouch that's meant for kids. But instead of taking pre-workout or taking on any of the powders that you can buy, at the store, I have found that applesauce just gives me the right amount of kick to get going and then push through my workout. No, it's true. Applesauce, I mean apples, right? It's like sugar and it's like healthy. And it's worked for um, dancers. Dancers do that. Same with like orange juice, you know, vitamin mm -hmm. C and all that stuff. Yes, that works. <laughs> I'm just looking at your body and how shredded you are. And also like, I feel like your skin is super smooth. Like like, you know, male bodybuilders have to like wax for that. And you just look like smooth as fuck. Like there's, I don't see any hair. I don't know. <laughs> there is hair. It's just I'm small. <laughs> I'm distracted by your beauty. Um, <laughs> no, I was just curious. Cause like I said, it's, uh, I've always been, you know, it's, there's so much experimentation in the subject, but I feel like, you know, nutrition, like you said, over supplementation. Cause I think a lot of people think the only way to go pro and get to that elite status is take a shit ton of supplements. There's a cat again. Um, he looks like my old cat. Um, and they think that nutrition is enough, but I don't think that's true. Nutrition and time, you know, you will get yeah, there. Yeah, just experimenting. And uh, what I found very beneficial is getting your blood work done, right? Every month, every other month. And that's what I do. I have a local place here. I go to uh, date and tell me, hey, you, you're good on this, but you may want to add, for example, I had a vitamin D sufficiency and I didn't know. And as soon as yeah. I added that supplement in, I felt different. I felt more energetic. I felt better throughout the day. Uh, but you wouldn't honestly know unless you actually go get your blood work done. Totally. So, you know, the Army teaches you how to, like, maintain your, your health and your focus in the harsh outdoor conditions. Like, I've seen videos of people just sitting in a cold-ass lake. And they're like, face, face, I'm going to get out. And they're like, you're fine. <laughs> I'm wondering <laughs> if you went through any of those things. And if you did. What are some of the techniques you've learned 
for mental strength to overcome times where your body and everything is saying quit and stop? How do you press on? Because I'm sure that's why I actually think that's probably a huge reason why you've been successful in strongness. Um, yeah, I mean, so right now, obviously, I'm, I'm, I'm competing and training full time. So I don't have to go to the field and the field meaning we go out in the woods and sleep there for weeks on end. But uh, first couple of years of my army career, I was a medic. And so, yeah, we, we had to sleep out in the woods at freezing cold temperatures. I remember one night I woke up and it was probably 2, 3 a.m. It had started raining, but then it started freezing. And I remember moving my sleeping bag and you could literally hear it as it was cracking the ice off everything. And I was completely soaked all the way through. I was freezing, I was shaking. But I think that's the point where you really, where it really like changes your mindset and you're, you're deciding, am I gonna suffer through this and just suck it up? Or am I gonna be the one complaining the entire time for the rest of the training exercise? And I hate the cold with an absolute passion. You can ask any of my friends. Um, <laughs> I, I am the one that comes layered up at like 60 degrees outside. But that night was really, I think, a turning point for me in my life. And I didn't want any of the guys. I was one, uh, one female, 20 guys. I was like, I can't let them know that there's any reason for them to say, oh, she's a woman. She's not going to be able to do this. So I sucked it up, I suffered through, and I think that has really taught me everything about them further on down the road and competing in strongman. Because you gotta tell yourself, eventually this is gonna end, right? There's an end to this. You're not gonna be in pain or you're gonna be cold for the rest of your life. You're gonna yeah. get through this. It's only a couple more days. It's only a couple more seconds of this event. There's an end where you can sit down and relax again. Yeah. I think that's the biggest thing is, uh, you know, it's that uh, reptilian brain, right? That survival mode is we want to discomfort, right? And you go into fight or freeze, right? And your your mind, the flesh, the, the weak side, right? I call it the baby brain, the animal, you know, mammal monkey brain is like, ah, I must get warm, you know? And, mm -hmm. um, you know, true to me, um, a, true, a true awakening as a human um, and coming into your full abilities and potential as knowing how to shut that off, right? I don't know if you know what I'm trying to say, right? To just be yes. like, shut up, you little bitch. You know, you might be in the corner. Shut the fuck up. We're going to get through this, you know? <laughs> it's it's, it's mind over matter. Like I said, yeah. pain eventually stops. Being cold eventually stops. You just yeah. got to tell your body that it's okay to feel it at the moment, but there's an end to it. I mean, we're no longer cavemen where you don't know when yeah. you're going to eat the next time or you have to somehow make a fire to stay warm. No, this, this is going to end. And I mean, our, our events at Strongman Competitions, in a sense, you're only competing for about five minutes. If you really think about it, if it's five yeah. events, minute each, that's all you got to do. And then it's over. So as long as you can keep telling yourself that you, your body eventually will say, okay, you know what? You're right. That, that's actually the truth. So you'll be fine. You'll be okay. Oh, totally. Yeah, exactly. Like, um, it's just, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's a natural human response because we need it for survival, but, uh, you don't need it anymore. So it's just like letting people know it's going to be okay. Getting out of that panic. Right. Um, yeah. and that's something I'm able to do now because I have kids, I can't panic, but in my twenties that I, that was, that was what always fucked me up, man. I was like way 
too intensely emotional, you know, and it's like, I didn't have control over that. Now I can shut those emotions off and, and the stress and the cortisol, right? Like when you start releasing stress hormones and cortisol, you know, it affects your energy and your mood and everything. So it's like, you have to, you have to be able to control that in the tough times because otherwise, yeah, you're just, it's going to ruin everything that you're trying to accomplish, you know, with your mm -hmm. training, your nutrition, every time you give into that, um, yeah, it, it changes your whole physical anatomy. So anyways, uh, if you want to have the most amazing and hottest kind of strong merch and you want to wear warrior clothes, we've got something with, uh, her Gabrielle here, her, uh, design with her image of her lifting. Um, I designed it cause she was so graceful to be on the show. I appreciate her time. Check it out. So if you want to look like badass, like her, I can't, I can't do anything to make you have arms and legs like her, but I possibly can help with looking just as cute. So, and that tattoo is sick though. Like I love this. I've only, oh, I've only seen you. men with that too. Like that's really, yeah, I think that's really badass that you got it. Did you get the natural way where they have to like stab you with those little like you know, like raw old school? I mean, way. we just have minor or matter, but no, absolutely not. <laughs> I've, I've watched somebody and they only got this like small turtle, and it took two hours. And I mean, that person looked like he was in agonizing pain the entire time. So for <laughs> for a tattoo this size, it would have taken probably a year or so. So. Yeah. No, I went to a regular guy, regular tattoo, still hurt a little bit, but it was totally worth it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Cause I was going to say, like, I've seen videos on that. And I was like, now that's, that's, that's fucking sad. <laughs> shit. Um, so what does like staying strong over the holidays mean to you? And what are some tips that you have for beginners? Um, you know, and then after that experienced athletes. Uh, big one is don't stress it, right? The holidays are here to, to celebrate with your families. Um, allow yourself to, to indulge yourself in that holiday spirit, you know, still watch what you're eating. Like don't go overboard, you know, sitting there for hours on end eating, but still enjoy what everybody brought, you know, what they cooked for you, have some, but then make sure that once those holidays are over, that you're going to get back to a more disciplined way of eating. Um, I, I mean, if you gain a few pounds, it is what it is. Just make yeah. sure, like I said, once you get back to it, get back on track, motivate yourself, yeah. tell yourself, Hey, I allowed myself to have a good time. Now let's get back to it and come back stronger than ever. <laughs> just don't eat like three pies. You know what I mean? Like you can have a piece <laughs> of pie, just don't have a whole pie and like several whole pies and you'll be fine. <laughs> I mean, if you do eat three pies, I would love to see a video of that. Send it to me. Well, on that watch. Podcast, we are actually, okay, well, you know, <laughs> you let the cat out of the bag, literally, and literally, um, so we are doing for the first time ever, uh, with the help with one of our um, guests that's been on the show, we are doing um, a strongman pie eating contest <laughs> on our show. I'm down. Surprises. <laughs> Um, and, uh, I'm very curious to see who will win and men and women can do it and you can win some Panda Strong merch. So <laughs> check out our channel's info and, uh, you will see it's very cool. Um, now, right now we're fighting over what pie because I'm like pumpkin. And then I'm also like, you know, that's very rich and dense. We'll all die. Um, so it might be the lemon meringue, but just so you know, that competition is coming for Christmas as well as a competition called Santa squat. So you will see the video you've been warned, but you're going to squat 
like Santa, okay, big belly included, as low as you can, heavy as you can, and you could also win some merch from us, Supplement King Winnipeg, and another exciting sponsor. So anyways, you can eat the pie as long as you squat. <laughs> that's, that's it. Um, <laughs> so um, one little thing I want to bring up before you go, a couple of things. Um, are there any experimental training methods that uh, you use uh, in your fitness and nutrition regimen, if so, what? Like everyone's got a little thing that is like their main workout or something that is like their little superpower, their little trade secret, you know, in their training. I feel like every coach has one of those. I have. Secret, huh? <laughs> I don't think actually uh, that I have a secret. I keep it pretty basic. Maybe that's my secret. I'm keeping it ba pretty basic. It's worked so far. Um, but I do want to tell everybody, you got to find what works for you, right? Uh, I have my way of training and just because somebody follows the same regimen doesn't mean they're going to be as successful because you got to, you got to figure out what works for me. I have found my way of training through my coaches. Thanks, Kim and Adam Dirks. Um, they have guided me in the right direction. They have, they've helped me overcome a lot of obstacles, a lot of technique work. Uh, they've, they've taught me a lot in the last year that I've been with them, but I don't think I have an actual secret. So there's my secret. I don't have one. <laughs> <laughs> I love the finger guys. <laughs> um, maybe, maybe she's born with it. Maybe it's made. No, I'm just kidding. I feel like when I, when you started describing things, I all the song in my head came is like that J Lo song, which is like, "I'm real. What you get is what you see. What you try to put on me, you wanna change your mind. Be with me all the time." But it's like I'm being real. I don't know. I probably messed up the lyrics. I've heard since I was 13. But anyways, you're real. And that's what I'm trying to say is like, you don't need to be a fancy. You just need to like do it and then do it for a long time and you'll be fine. Do it for a long time. You'll be fine. Maybe there'll be another shirt in the store or what you get. So back, going a little backy back, we're talking about, you know, the harsh conditions kicking your ass and you being frozen in a sleeping bag. Dude, I'm a wit man. When I go to my kids, it's raining and cold. Like I had under these blankets and have a hot bath and do other things because I'm freezing. So I like literally would have probably the one whining the whole camp and even yelling at me as a staff sergeant. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> But I'm cold. I'm asthmatic. I'm gonna die. Um. So what are some ways that people can boost their energy if they're living and working in harsh winter conditions in terms of like a tighter, more structured schedule? Because like I said, there's athletes who have to drive really far, like small town mm -hmm. athletes to a gym to train. And so if, if they're building a home gym or they're trying to train with like weird things or natural elements, like what are some ways? Because um, obviously if you were in the field, you know, in the army, you know, you don't have access to a gym, but you still have to keep your fitness up, you still have to eat healthy. So from that perspective, right? What are some things that people can do in this harsh winter month? <laughs> well, I would highly recommend getting bands, anything that you can grab. Um, Rogue has some really great uh, different weight bands, right? So that's definitely a huge supplement if you don't have any machines at home, if you don't have any weights at home. Uh, yeah. You can still do a lot of the same exercises just with the bands. And you can just with weights work your way up from one lighter band to heavier band to even heavier band. Um, other than that, there is a ton of videos out there nowadays, especially with coronavirus happening, the pandemic and gyms shutting down of home workouts. Uh, just find what works for you. You can do a lot of bodyweight workouts. I know that's 
not super beneficial to straw men because you want to get stronger and eventually your body weight isn't enough. Um, but if you have little tools at home, uh, like I said, bands, if you have a few weights at home, just, just all do your exercises. There's a lot of exercises that are way harder, even with little weights. Um, I don't know if you've ever oh, done the, yes. the ITY shoulder workouts. Have you done those before the ITY? I was literally just was about to say that. That's why I said like chest flies and shit like that. Yeah. Oh my I God. I thought I could do 25 pounds with those corsets of 10 and I died immediately. <laughs> so, <laughs> so like I said, you don't need heavy, heavy uh, weights. Just alter your exercises around, use fans, look around your, your, your house. If you have something, if you have like a car deadlift implement, throw your car in there, you know, do something, get creative, go in your backyard, find something. Um, actually, just recently, somebody asked for events for a upcoming competition. And I said, can we do a refrigerator carry? Right? Take your fridge and you have to carry it for a distance, just like a yoke. And to get a, a, a fridge, a small fridge, it's like 20 or 30 bucks on, on Facebook Marketplace, yeah. eBay, whatever. You can, you can buy that for home if you, if you don't have access to a gym and use that instead. So there is ways to work around. Um, I was just thinking of like, if you're trying to mimic like a tire flip or a caber toss in an atlas stone, just go to your couch and just keep picking it up. Like push pressing <laughs> it from the ground, up, down. That's all you gotta fucking do, you know? Um, and yeah, like try to pick up your fridge and your freezer. Watch your back though, just saying. Yep. But I mean- <laughs> With strongman, you have to be able to lift your own weight. So if you don't have the compound strength, then like, yeah, like it's, you can always go back to the bases and like you said, master that. Um, and it's like you said, using stuff outdoors. Like if I really wanted to, taking my son to like the park to go sledding as I'm walking, like I could literally, it's a long ass toboggan, right? I could literally put just weights in it and then him as well. And just be like, hold on to the weights and pull that. And that's a workout. Yeah. You know what I mean? And while he's sweating, I could pull that toboggan of weight up and down the hill. So there's always a way to work it in. Like, for example, I have a baby, right? He's only 14 months old. And right now in winter peg, it's all ice. Like literally my kid was talking himself fuck out because <laughs> it's like so icy that like you can't even walk. It's brutal. Like it's really bad. Anyways, why this is good is because I was like, well, I can't take my baby stroller nice. I can't take him up on the hill, but I got to take them both out so I can stay fit okay. and work out and stuff, right? So I was like, well, how am I going to do this? So it turns out there's this stroller sled and it'll stack like a stroller except for a sled on the bottom. And it's not too big because the ones that usually you can buy are really bulky. And I was like, well, I was, how am I supposed to carry my son in that? So I was like, I'll attach the toboggan. It's like the rope around my chest, right? It doesn't even hurt, surprisingly. Pull my son and then push the sled stroller. And I'm like, it's only $200, totally doing it. So yeah, there's, there's a will, there's a way. And um, like yes. I said, just be creative, right? And use what you have. It doesn't have to be something really pretty. It doesn't have to be something formal. Weight is weight. Moving weight is a workout, period. You know, either increase the weight, increase the reps. So I concur. I just feel like you're more badass than you even know. I mean, you're a staff sergeant. You're on the warrior team. And I'm just a panda over it. No, just kidding. I think you're amazing. I pandas are like, cool. I like pandas. Pandas, we are cool. I feel like anybody who lifted with you or trained with you would become a pro. So, like, if you guys want to get in touch with her, like any teen girls, I'm sure you support them. You should connect. Um, do you know Nancy? She's one of our athletes. I love Nancy Johnson. You meet? Do you know Nancy? I don't Nancy. think so. No. 
No, I think she's in the same competition as you, Selena. Okay, I'll send you a picture. Anyway, I'm really bad with names, though, so probably okay. too. Just she's a lightweight. She's a lightweight, but she's crazy strong, just like you, and she's also just as crisp and shredded. Um, she's our not press merch guys, in case you're wondering. So, uh, last and like you know, at the very end, what's your message for women? Like, if there's anything you could say or teach them or talk about today in closing, what would you want them to know? For women who are wanting to join strength sports or in it and just don't you know maybe feel like giving up they're not, not sure you know go, going far in the sport at all is reasonable or possible for them and especially oh. if like you know there's been lots of lockdowns and competitions getting canceled and lots yeah. of bullshit in the sport recently so you know yeah i mean not just for women but anybody i mean stay motivated keep training because the only thing that's going to happen is, yeah, the competition may get canceled, but that gives you just more time to get stronger, faster. You know, uh, your technique is going to get better. Just keep going. Keep pushing for it. Uh, women in the strength industry, please, please, please keep spreading the word. Keep defying society. Let's let's get stronger. Let's get bigger. You know, don't listen to anybody who's telling you that you shouldn't be doing this, that that muscles aren't pretty on women because I completely disagree. A lot of my fans will probably disagree. Um, no, you're only I, fan. Huh? <laughs> you're only fan. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't have an only fans. Just putting it out there. <laughs> um, no, no, my fans on, on Instagram who I talk to regularly. I have a lot of women reach out to me. If you're in the area, if you're in Kentucky, please let me know. Come train with me at, at my gym. Um, I also drive sometimes a couple of hours out of the way to go train. I went up to Springfield, Tennessee yesterday to, to train with some strongman competitors. Uh, but if you have any questions, if you need any advice, feel free. You can reach me on my Instagram page usually. That's the easiest way to get in contact with me. Um, please, if, Panda, if you don't mind dropping my Instagram handle below, uh, reach out to me. It's all here. It's all there. They're going to find you. Like, um, I'm sure people want to be coached by you, though, Miss Staff Sergeant. You need to create an ass-kicking Staff Sergeant training boot camp program online. I will sponsor that and offer Zoom classes of ass-kicking or just train and then turn on your channel and be like, hey, you guys, follow me. I'll sponsor that. Let me know. Let's look it up. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like, you know, you're a small-town girl, right? And look at all this that you've accomplished. Like. Um, when you were growing up, did you have a lot of strong women around you that influenced you, or did you just become this strong, fabulous, badass woman over time? <laughs> uh, so I actually grew up in a very, very small town on a very, very small farm. So the only woman I had to look up to was my mom. And my mom was always super disciplined. I mean, she was one of the strongest women I knew because she was running the farm. She was raising the kids. I mean, she was she was doing it all, the household, the yeah. cooking, the cleaning. I mean, it was looking back now, it's super impressive because here I yeah. am, there's no kids and I'm struggling to keep my house clean, you know? So <laughs> no, she, she was definitely a big influence. Uh, she was not, she's not into lifting at all. So she's actually very worried about me uh, breaking my back. That's literally quote unquote what she always says. Uh, but she's very proud of me, what I've accomplished. I mean. I moved from, you know, Austria to a foreign country and became their country's strongest woman in 2020. So she is very proud. Um, I am very proud of what I've accomplished so far. I'm, I'm hoping to, to stay in the strength sport for as long as I can and 
and continue spreading the word to all the women yeah. out there. I think you're going to be a legend. You definitely motivate me. Your IG videos inspire me. And obviously, me today was a great honor. You're so sweet and kind. And you've touched my heart. And I mean that. And uh, I think that you're going to have a huge influence on women over time. And the next generation is going to say you are one of the people that led the way. And I can see you hosting competitions and running them and, you know, speaking on TV. And I think that your influence is going to continue to grow. And I think that, um, I don't know. You're going to be in the book someday. There's going to be a book with your name on it, your bio. And, um, yeah. And I think that, you know, humility is important because if you're always ego listening, I don't think you're training as hard as you could. So I think you just, you just have good sportsmanship, you know, and you put in the time and dedication and focus and your heart into it. And heart is what it's all about. You know, that's what the sport is about, but um, I don't know. Just, I wish, I wish somebody used to make a movie of your life. Cause I really want to see like, <laughs> especially the military training, all the background stuff, but uh, like her workouts are legit guys. That's why she has success. Like sometimes you see bodybuilding workouts, you're like, is that really how you train all the time? You know, but when you see yours and then your success, it's like, Hey, well, that's obviously, you know, how you train all the time. But um, yeah, get in touch with her guys. Like I said, thanks again for being on the show. It was a huge honor having you. It means so much to me. Thank you for making this work. And like I said, you guys um, get in touch with us. We're always here for you. And uh, don't forget, this weekend's our Black Friday sale! So if you follow any of our athletes, you get a special code, but everything on the store is on sale. It's the biggest sale of the year. We have deadlifting kicks, which is amazing, like shoes, um, and phone cases, and really cool shit. So anyways, check it out, and have a wonderful day! <laughs> We're tuning out! Next time! Let's get it now, the later on.